Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? I had a, uh, a huge crisis. I, I almost felt like I had a midlife crisis or something like mm. two months ago. And then I finally did what I was thinking about for a long time, but I didn't allow myself to do it. And I went on a self-retreat for like two days. I booked an Airbnb just uh, 30 minutes away from our house, just in case anything happened. <laughs> and I was there by myself because again, like, you know, going back to having no support, no family yeah. in here, like you, you never get this time alone basically because there's nobody who can look after your kid unless, you know, you want to give your child to a stranger. That was Karolina Dobrovska Kvas. I give you both last names because her YouTube channel is with Kvas, but she has her website in Czech and in English in both uh, in her old name. So I wanted to make sure you can find her, though we will have, of course, links on our blog for the show and information that we talk about, which was a lot of great things. Uh, I met Carolina via Yana Han by accident. Something popped up and I went and looked at it and and uh, then I started a conversation with her and we had a wonderful conversation. And this second half, we really go deeper with creativity and adjusting your purpose and path to fit your current reality with family so that you can keep moving forward on things and not lock yourself into a pattern where you're feeling frustrated that you're not getting enough done because you're trying to achieve things in the old way, pre-family, pre-kids. Um, and I really love the way she makes it seem so easy. And I think that it is easy. We just have to give ourselves permission to be our own experts to do things in the way that might not have first come into your mind and uh, be creative to be creative. <laughs> uh, I, of course, before we launch in here, I want to say thank you to all of you out there listening. It always warms our hearts to um, feel you out there and hope that we are continuing to connect on the topics that bring things to life for you and remind you that you are enough and what you do is exactly what you're meant to and we are moving in a direction I'm moving in a direction of helping those dreams um, come to light and uh, this isn't about selling this is really about giving right now I really just uh, want to connect with all of you in the community so I'm moving to get a little more creative and, and active in the Facebook group um, I think it is connected to our Facebook page, which is IP Parents. So it's Imperfect Parenting at IP Parents. And uh, would love to keep this conversation going with you. We're going to have a live event coming up. We thank all of you listening out in uh, oy, Tulsa, El Oklahoma, and Tijuana, Mexico, Benicia, California, and uh, gosh, so many new places here. Moorbank, New South Wales, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Ooh, yay. Hello. Uh, Inwood, West Virginia. Anybody who we mentioned before, that's fine. Laurel, Maryland. We just love to say thank you for being out there. Hrudim, Pardubice, Krai. Oh, yay. So uh, there's always Oak Crystal Lake. Yes, we've mentioned you before in Illinois, but we're still happy to see you out there. 
I hope that uh, each of you can have a beautifully imperfect day and let's get into Carolina Kvass part two. So tell me like uh, in the last bit of time that you've been reorienting your career, your interaction with people and, and balancing it out, like have you, uh, do you feel that you are now in a place where you you are still you still have yourself before your marriage your yourself uh as a mother and yourself as carolina have you found that do you feel like you found that balance now or that reality it's a great question that has been something i've been thinking about a lot lately a big topic of mine like the whole identity yeah that's been big on my radar that's why i'm asking yeah yeah I guess everyone goes through it especially in the early years of being a mom well I I, I'm not sure if I found like a balance in that because I feel like that's an ongoing process where you like every time you feel like you found the balance it gets tipped off right and like you (laughs) find yourself on the other edge of it like on one extreme or another and you're like what's happening I just thought that everything was okay no it's okay um, I had I had a uh, a huge crisis. I I almost felt like I had a middle life crisis or something like mm. two months ago, and then I finally did what I was thinking about for a long time, but I didn't allow myself to do it. And I went on a self retreat for like two days. I booked an Airbnb just uh, thirty minutes away from our house, just in case anything happened, <laughs> and I was there by myself because again like you know going back to having no support no family in here like you you never get this time alone basically because there's nobody who can look after your kid unless you know you want to give your child to a stranger right basically yeah (laughs) which we do sometimes in order to survive but and and how old is your daughter now right now she's she's two and three months okay yeah but it's still like sometimes it this actually makes you more stressed than relaxed because you are thinking about, oh, is everything okay? You know, I don't yeah. really, do I know this person <laughs> enough? Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So that was super healing for me because I finally had time to just sit with my thoughts again and like go through them and remember all the coaching things and exercises that I do have in mm-hmm. my um, arsenal, you right. know, but I forget them in the times I need them the most, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I think I am finding my back, uh, way back into balance, especially just finding time for myself in the evenings when Josefina goes to bed and I just do some art journaling. That's my therapy Mm. now. I just collage and paint and write and do things that probably don't even make any sense, but they are just um, like a creative process. Like, yeah, through through which I sort my uh, thoughts and emotions and everything and that helps me so much and it's actually a great um, breeding ground for new ideas and getting creative in mm. so many other ways too which I found super interesting I just started reading or I started reading that book on that self-retreat uh, I don't know if you know it The Artist Way yeah, by yeah. 
Yeah, there used to be, uh, it was very popular in, in Northern California when it first came out. And then actually a few years ago, somebody sort of uh, brought it into the mainstream mm -hmm. circles actually here in Prague. They were meeting, groups were meeting. And I did it oh, a yeah? couple of times, but I felt like uh, at a different point than the people that were in the room. So yeah. I didn't continue. And also we had multiple languages and this and that going on. But and another challenge when you're in an expat reality Right. Yeah. Sometimes you want to relax into your own language, whichever it is. But so how has that been for you? Are you um, doing the exercises or just enjoying the process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the exercises and I'm doing the morning pages and I yeah. adjusted them to my own needs. So I, do, I don't actually write them in the morning. Just maybe I should say what it actually is. Basically, it's an exercise that's about writing three pages every morning first thing you do after you wake up no matter what the more you don't want to do it the more you should do it because <laughs> it means that there's some kind of resistance and it's basically a brain dump like you write anything that's going through your head and you clear that headspace from all this clutter to actually make space for something that does make sense mm -hmm. so I adjusted it in a way that it wouldn't stress me out with having a toddler. So I do it in the evening after she goes to bed. And I uh, don't do three pages, but two pages, mm -hmm. because three sometimes feel just way too much. And then I give up altogether, whereas two feel as I can do this. And then I find yeah. myself oftentimes writing more than that. So that has been super helpful because that has inspired me uh, for a lot of new ideas and creative projects that I didn't think I had energy for anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what What would be right now uh, a couple of creative projects that have come through that you are giving you energy, really sparking you right now? So it's my podcast, which is Ketani Bezdelani, and I don't know how to translate that into English. It's basically, I think. Vaguely, it would be something like no rocket science talk or something <laughs> like that. It's just yeah, conversations with people on topics that I find interesting. And the whole idea is also that, you know, it, not always you have to have all the necessary credentials and education in order to have an opinion or like a really insightful um, yeah, view on some topics. So that's one thing thinking about new guests and interviewing them and just having conversations that are inspiring. Mm -hmm. And another thing is making videos because I have a YouTube channel. And so, yeah, so getting different ideas on different videos that I could do and people could find interesting. Mm -hmm. I've got all lifestyle stuff over there, including uh, some tarot videos for beginners and things like that. Fine. So and yeah. how long have you been doing each of those, the podcast and the YouTube channel? Like three years, probably. Oh, wow. But with, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like I started doing that and then I abandoned it for a while because <laughs> I didn't have energy or like I didn't feel like I could do it consistently enough, you know. So it, it's been on and off. But now yeah. I actually feel like, yes, I want to do this. So I want to. <laughs> 
use this energy and actually make stuff happen nice. before it drains out again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go with the waves of energy. That's something definitely I, we we talk about a lot. My clients and I and my husband and I am like we have now we have a wave of energy. Now is the time to do things and then just accept that it, there's going to be a quieter period and that's that's okay. Actually, we we have two podcasts. We have Imperfect Parenting and also The Corporate Corner, which is more my husband and he actually he lost his energy, so he just has said I know I'm supposed to keep my people by yeah. coming every week. I just, I can't. So he actually announced it in one of his, um, I want to say yeah. support groups, but it's Facebook group or something where they exchanged information. And so many people said, oh, we'd love to do that, but we don't feel we can. And, you know, it even feels yeah. strange because it's, you know, I said, oh, God, it's been a yeah. month. You've done nothing. But, uh, you know, he got a little bit um, discouraged because he thought the numbers would go up faster than they did. And, you know. So how, how has been your experience, I can say, since you've been doing it for three years, as far as your watchers and listeners, how, how has it been, um, the journey? Well, that's the thing, like, that's what I'm learning now, okay, <laughs> with the whole, with the whole uh, book, the artist way, and we're doing art journaling and stuff like that. I'm basically learning. I, I knew how to do this when I was a child, then it got lost. Yeah. in the process yeah. of growing up and being raised <laughs> I'm learning how to do stuff just for pure joy and just mm. because I want to do it and just because I feel inspired and I feel like it and basically I'm doing it for myself yeah like honest truth <laughs> all the podcasts and videos and stuff I do it because I want to listen to it. I want to look at it and I want to feel good about it and if there's anyone else who listens to it and finds it inspiring then I'll be super happy but if they don't well I don't really well I would lie if I said that I don't care of course I do care but the whole idea is you know like I don't really I don't have any goals in terms of how many people I want to okay. see a specific video or listen to a podcast episode the only thing I did do is that I started a Patreon uh, account. Mm -hmm. Do you know Patreon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, because that that's another thing that I found like working in the online environment, especially as a creator of content, oftentimes it's frustrating because you don't get any feedback from people. People consume your stuff, but yeah. you don't have any connection with them. You don't even know, like, did they like it? Did they not like it? Did they listen through the whole thing or did they switch it off after five seconds? Yeah. You, know, like, you think people are going to engage I... more than they do. And, and yeah. Patreon is a great way for people to have that exchange. And if you had a positive experience with that, the exchange of information, or I mean, people are, are talking and giving yeah, you well, and that's a And that's the thing, like I haven't really, like sometimes I do receive an email or something and that's great when someone, you know, <laughs> emails you just because they want to. But also I think people from like 30 up, yeah. they don't really comment online much. Mm. It's more the younger people that do yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of the commenting. So again, like no feedback there. And Patreon has been great in this because I was right. like, this is actually going to show me if there are people that are interested enough in my content that they would even pay me on a regular basis, yeah. a small amount of money, you yeah. know, and it's not like 500 bucks, but if it's, if it's three bucks, I don't care. It's even it's somebody, just, the they're gesture. out there, you know, they're out there exactly. and they're saying, thank you yeah, for, exactly. I have exactly. gratitude that you're putting this stuff out. That's great. So I found that very encouraging and motivating mm. as well. So 
I'm working on like doing everything primarily just for myself, really, very okay. selfishly. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but that's well, it's because... a way to keep the energy flowing, though, because I think yes. when people start to feel obligated to things, that's yes. when that's when you hope yes. really shouldn't be there anymore, <laughs> actually. And then, and then the problem is that like people on the other side can tell because yeah. it doesn't feel authentic uh, anymore, basically. Because yeah, like it's. I do some writing as well. I love writing. Yeah. But uh, as soon as somebody wants me to write on some topic or something, I block. Mm. I just have to like write. If I'm in a right mood, I don't even know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. It happens. And then mm -hmm. I read it and I know it's good. I can even make myself cry from what I just read. And that's <laughs> when I know like this is something yeah. that will make other people cry too. But if I go through it a billion times and like, well, you know, tweaking things, I'm like, no, this is not working. But the like, joy no goes out of it. it. I think that people find that a lot, you know, when there's something that you love doing and suddenly you can be paid for it. There's different versions of that. Of course, if you're still really enjoying it and doing the things that you love, like what you're talking about, you're just doing the things that you love and someone's paying you for that, that's fantastic. That's that's the epitome of, you know, what you want for your coaching client slash yourself, right? Yeah. But, uh, but definitely this, I, I had a similar experience last year where I have a friend who has a startup company and and I was helping out just more of a volunteer job I would say than anything else but it was the potential for pay and so he asked me to write a bunch of things and I said oh I love writing absolutely no problem and then I couldn't do it <laughs> I wrote a couple of things here and there and I felt blocked as well and I couldn't believe that it took me so long I can write you know 800 words in like just sit down do it and you know go back to eating lunch if I'm into it and I wrote things but then I couldn't even send it to him I was like there's something no so I I hear you there's something um your body's telling you something there and you just have to follow it mm -hmm. so so that's the only way that you're monetizing or are you monetizing your your blog as far as you're supporting your passions I no, didn't really look I don't have any. Nothing flashed up in my face, but I know people do affiliate links and different no, things. No, I I have uh, ads on YouTube, oh, okay. but that's one of my that's one of my goals is to get rid of them if I reach a oh. goal on Patreon, oh, cool. hundred dollars a month because I hate it myself. I have ad block, you know, <laughs> in my in my browser, and I guess most people do anyways. But I've never really wanted to do this. And it also makes sense to me that, like, you are paid by people who actually consume your content. Mm -hmm. And now uh, I was going to go back to one thing you, you said with the writing blog also, that I think oftentimes it's also the expectation, the pressure of the expectation. Mm -hmm. And so what I sometimes do, or oftentimes actually, because I'm, I use Instagram a lot, Insta Stories. So I ask people in the simple poll, you know, yes or no, like if they would be interested in me uh, making a video about this topic or that topic, oh, blah, blah, fine. blah. But then I'm actually thinking, like, do I even want to know this? Because right, then, then it's like, going to affect you, right? Exactly. And you exactly, still wanted to do it, that. Yes. Ah. I, because the, the exactly the truth is I want to do it. So why don't you just do Why don't I yeah, just why do, do you it? Need permission why anyway? do I ask? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and and then another thing is that the negative side effect is that as soon as I do have that permission, it's also an expectation and also a pressure all of a sudden because I let those people know, okay, I'm going to do it, but right. now what if I stop feeling? What if I don't feel it anymore? Doing it. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Now, now so, there's the expectation, and I might let them down, and 
or yourself yeah. down if you don't do it. You've given away the um, accountability, responsibility, whatever, to someone else rather than I want to do this. That's fantastic that you realize that. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know. It's just the first step. Ironically, like I, when, when my husband, when Mats said kind of let go of the corporate corner, essentially, uh, the podcast, it was really hard because we were working in partnership. Yeah. And then I felt myself kind of like, like he was a, a, you know, putting an anchor down and I was kind of getting pulled down and trying to swim back up. Yeah. And, and I was really reassessing, you know, because, uh, it's the back end stuff that I hope to at some point have someone else support to do. Like my husband does the production and I'm very thankful for that. I could not keep that line of focus. I still do uh, nurse at night a bit and I don't have my proper sleep yet. I'm not fully in linear thinking, so I could never do it. I, 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 I think, um, but the back end stuff of doing the notes and, certain social media that I feel obligated to do. I, I like doing the creative part, but the actual technical part, I'm not too excited about. Um, I miss having an assistant a hundred years ago. I had an amazing assistant actually. Um, you know who you are, you amazing artist, you. And, uh, she really made my life easier in that, those moments. And I, I look forward someday. That's my goal to somehow, um, monetize or get support or whatever to to just be able to do the creative process and um but interestingly enough when the whole thing happened with Mots and the podcast I was like it's a lot of work sometimes like to mm -hmm. the time with the child and the sleeping and stuff like you said and so I just put it out to the universe you know I don't talk a lot about my spiritual side but I have this very logical and very spiritual side mixed together and I just, when it comes to things like this, it's an, it's an intuition based thing. So I said, okay, send me the signs. If, if I'm, I'm not sure I have the energy for this anymore, so better make it clear. And then it was just, and I, part of it was that I wanted to have some more guests on, but the, I, I had kind of lost my interconnection. I, it, the things weren't aligning. It was just like the, the aligning all the parents <laughs> with their own schedules was getting a bit challenging so I said okay maybe I'll step back to yeah months maybe I should do that and I think about that and then it was just boom 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 I have so <laughs> so many um things lined up and the, the truth of it was even though I all I'm tired and it's tricky sometimes to align things with Alice screaming in the background and whatnot but I can't not stop I can't stop I can't not do it that's what I want to say it sounds mm. a bit wrong but uh I, I also feel like it it just has to happen. That person, I really felt like I don't even know you. And I got this little email and I thought, I have to talk to her. I don't know why I have to talk to Carolina. So, and I get this hit with a lot of people, even when I don't know them. Mm -hmm. So I trust that. And I imagine that you have this with the topics that you choose, like something comes and you're just yeah. like, that's what I have to talk about. Right. And mm -hmm. then it's just, then, you know, you're kind of on your path, even if it doesn't always yeah. feel fully clear. At the same time, yeah. when you have to, you have to, even if it doesn't always logically make sense, right? Exactly. That that's especially with those projects or ideas that you just can't let go of, or like you're thinking about them constantly, and you're consumed by them basically. And that's 
that's when you don't even care what other people think. That's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. you don't even care if people yeah. are interested in watching it or not. You just want to do it because you want to do it. And then <laughs> if someone, but interestingly enough, that's when people find it interesting, yeah. right? Like if I'm trying to push something and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I should do this because this is now trending or because I want to get this message through and make this point and blah, blah, blah. Like usually if I overthink it, overanalyze it, then it's not really it's lost. Really it's just like when you write, like people. you were saying, and then it, it, it has an emptiness to it. It's just too bum, yeah. bum, bum. Like if somebody can play the piano versus somebody's really gifted at the piano, someone can make the same sounds, but it's not the same. You don't feel it in the same. Yeah. And it definitely comes through in everything. Um, yeah. I, I, my husband in the very beginning of, of the, the business podcast said, I'm going to talk about, uh, I don't know. He made a list of things you know, your, mm-hmm. your review and the da, 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 da. And I just, I listened to it and my whole body started to kind of close up and I said, okay, let's see. <laughs> and, I, I said, and then before his first interview, I said, like, I have to say, honestly, honey, you know, just if you have questions, you really, really want to ask great, but you know, also let go and see what really happens and don't, you don't have to make the topic. It's like when you, you know, we, when we're coaching a meeting, you know, there doesn't have to just be an, you know, um, an itinerary that it's only going to be the things that we're going to talk about this list here, but also see what's in the room. And what I find, I said to, to my husband, I said, I can't say that we're going to only talk about, you know, your blog where it's going to evolve into what it's meant to. And that's exactly what people need to hear. And we just need to go with that. And I think if we can do that, as you're saying, with all our creative things and our lives and our families, in best case, of course, this is when we aren't exhausted and overwhelmed and whatever, but um, then then we're living our best lives. So, But that's, I think that's also partially what's beautiful about having small kids, besides mm. the whole stuff being exhausting and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beautiful stuff is that they are in this space 24-7, right? Like yeah. they just play and like everything they do is just pure inspiration. Like, and if you try to force them into something that they're not feeling like, well, they will let you know. You know? I really <laughs> so love that. It's a good, good mirror, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, why are they allowed to do what they feel like doing? And we are not right. Like, obviously we do have some responsibilities they don't and blah, blah, blah. But it's also a matter of choice oftentimes mm-hmm. as you know, how many responsibilities do you take on yourself and how many can you let go of so that you have more space yeah. where you can act out of pure inspiration and just be happy, <laughs> really, you know. And sometimes also that's another thing, like the things that you feel inspired to do feel like nonsense. Like <laughs> it makes no sense to do this thing. Like why would you do this? Well, because you feel like it and you never know where it might lead to. Yeah. And again, like kids always do this, right? Yes. Like they, everything they do, if you look at it super rationally, doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. it's silly things, you know, little play and like pretend play, blah, blah, blah. But in the long term, it all just blends together like a little pieces of puzzle yeah. and then, you know, sinks months down the line you find that oh now she can draw or like her motorics mm-hmm. is so much better or whatever because she did this a billion times before <laughs> and she prepared for this skill you know so that's what I'm trying to remind myself of when yeah. I'm freaking out about um 
allowing myself to do something that feels just like a waste of time from a rational point of view. Yeah, I think that's then, we we kind of get brainwashed. I, I it's maybe yeah. a little extreme, but I think that um, now you're supposed to be grown up. There's a certain point even in school. I, I was teaching at the international school here. There's a certain point at which there's an expectation to be less a kid, and and mm. that definition of kid is that you really in truth is that kids feel something and it's the same as if they know it it's it's uh, on an intuitive level it's just fact in the same way and then we we uh, teach ourselves or are taught to not listen to that anymore whether it's a somatic knowledge of the body or an intuitive or whatever wherever we're getting our crazy ideas and it's I think the innovators are the ones who have learned to listen to these things as strongly as when we were kids. And I think if we can all teach ourselves to get that back or allow that and give it space, whatever these things are, that there's so much wisdom that the kids are reflecting back to us to come back around to. And we can keep that in balance with our responsibility. So we're not, you know, living in a box in order to, you know, make these decisions. You have to also take care of yourselves. And I think that's also another thing that people have to reprogram ourselves all of it that uh, you know giving and being creative and following our intuition doesn't mean that we have to be starving we have to also realize that we can be really abundant take care of our, our lives and do those things and I think that when we really get in the flow as you're talking about what you're doing with your videos and your podcast and whatnot um, if we can as often as we can come back to that, I think there's more opportunity to really support our lives in that way. And um, I hope that people can listen to this today and be reminded of whatever those crazy ideas are that pop up or the ones that don't make sense and write them down or act on them, whatever you can do, because there's something good there. Yeah, but it's hard because, I, again, like I realize this every day. I do it myself with Josefina, you know, like she's into something. She's in the middle of something. And I'm like, no, now we're doing this because this is more important because I decided so. And obviously she's screaming and she doesn't want to stop doing whatever she's doing. And then sometimes I do realize that. So I step back and I'm like, sorry, you just finish whatever you're doing yeah. when you're ready. Oh my like changing a nappy, so right? We had... Now she has this face where she she still has nappies, and yeah, us uh, two on and off. So, she, so. <laughs> yeah. so she uh, she did a poo and she didn't want her nappy to be changed. So now obviously my brain is racing and I'm like, oh, you're gonna have nappy rash all over your bum. This is not healthy. We gotta get rid of this immediately. But like she was in the middle of a game when this happened, you know, playing mm. with her. Uh, play food and cooking some stuff for her little baby doll and imagine like you're super duper into something yeah. in the middle of it you know not even saying, realizing <laughs> there's a world around you and then all of a sudden someone comes and it's like it's over now we're changing yeah. your nappy well probably not in our case but <laughs> and, and so of course it makes her angry and yeah. I gotta remind myself of this like what I think is important is actually not important at all for her. And yeah. so eventually I found out, like, if I leave her, she will come by herself mm -hmm. in a while. And she, like, pulls her changing uh, mat out and everything, prepares it for yeah. me. And then she yeah. just comes and gets me. And she's like, I'm ready now. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> I think they, they can't always communicate everything with words in the way, in a way that an adult can. I mean, that's why, even though I think they can con- deal with, uh, they understand a lot, but they aren't necessarily able to kind yeah. of do the back and forth communication. We have that too. And it's where I try to come back to being a conscious and aware parent as much as possible. It's yeah. been really helpful actually having my husband who has a very different way. He, 20 years, he had another family um, before and they did things very differently. And it's been really actually amazing to have him home because he lost his job last year. And while he's been looking for another job, he's around more. And because he has such a different, it actually forces me into my more aware state because he's going the extreme that I might go Mm. and vice versa. It kind of goes both ways actually. But uh, he'll say something and then I'll uh, to her and I'll say, oh my gosh. And then it, it shocks me into a, like I might have reacted the same way, but it shocks me into the other side of things. And I will say, oh, you know, but wait a minute, you know, is she done pooing? Maybe that's why she doesn't want to do the, give you the diaper. Or mm-hmm. um, maybe that's because she realizes something that we don't, doesn't make sense to us, but it will later. She often will kind of intuit something and we're thinking she's cuckoo. I mean, not really, but it, it doesn't make sense for the moment. And then we find out later when we listen to her, it, it wasn't crazy because 10 minutes from now, she was feeling something was going to happen and she wanted to bring, it was sunny. She wants to bring her umbrella. We don't want to carry another thing. And then of course it rains. And then I feel bad because I haven't listened. So we try to listen as much as possible. And I'm ever amazed by, by that. And coming back to our other conversation or part of the conversation, I think it, it's so good because it reinforces that how important it is to, as you said, to be aware and to listen and to respect their own process and what they're going through. It doesn't mean you're never going to, you're going to go, okay, yeah, we need to leave now and we'll wait an hour until you're done playing in the kitchen. But at the same time, when there's little tidbits that come along that don't make sense, like you said, your crazy idea, their crazy ideas or whatever it is, um, it's, it's um, fascinating and it definitely makes me think about for my own process um how often do I do that or am I also paying attention and growing that for growing the respect of her reality and ours as well so it's it's strong parenting thing so before we we, I've had you on for a while now and I don't want to keep you from your daughter too long but I I just wanted to check in if there was any other question you had for us and or me I should say I keep saying us like there's more people in the room um but I always think of all of us out here and as well um if you wanted to talk about one imperfect moment and one sort of amazing moment that's happened in the last week say with your daughter family okay I have one super imperfect moment that it didn't happen last week it happened months ago but it was a moment when I actually spanked her for the first and last time because I don't know like you know one of those days when nothing goes right at least in your head and then it was before lunch or something and she was like just threw a whole bunch of stuff in the on the kitchen floor and I was like on the brink of a meltdown I was like Mm. squatting and I was like don't push my buttons. I'm warning you. I'm going to mm. turn into Incredible Hulk. And then I'm not <laughs> really knowing what I'm doing anymore. You know me because I'm a huge choleric. Like I get angry really easily, especially when I'm tired and, you know, mm. over everything. And 
she was laughing in my face when I was saying that. Oh. And then she, took, she took this cup from a drawer and she smashed it against the floor where she never done anything like this before. So I just grabbed her and I spanked her like she was still in my arms, like in the air, spanked her on her bum. Then I got scared of myself. So I like let her go. She ran off. Uh, from me then she stopped and started screaming and crying oh, I God. started crying oh, so no. we were both like sitting in the kitchen crying and and then so eventually I just like opened my arms and she came over to me and we hugged and I was like I'm so sorry I never wanted this to happen but just today is like I don't know it's crazy I can't do oh, this anymore man. so we were just holding each other and crying it was funny so I called my husband immediately I'm like I'm the worst parent ever I <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, so that was a very imperfect moment, but I do have a lot of them on everyday basis, really, because sometimes it's just too much. And especially, like, I am a person that really loves solitude mm. and I need to be alone exactly for what I was talking about before, like yeah. having the time to sit with my own thoughts, sort my, you know, thinking and mm. even just realize like, where am I? What am I feeling? What's happening? Like, who am I? Blah, blah, blah. Like all these questions. And if I don't get enough time on my own, I just get super grumpy and horrible. So <laughs> knowing smile over here. I, yeah, I, I could spend days by myself and ha ha ha. Yeah. That doesn't happen so, over here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I could go somewhere for a month in like a cave and I would be <laughs> the happiest person ever. But yeah, so especially with having no family around, yeah. we do have uh, babysitting once a week for like four hours. But, you know, sometimes even that it feels like it's long, but sometimes even that is not enough for me because exactly like you, you can't just really fully to, disengage for four hours. Yes. It's not yes. enough. So, yeah, but a uh, perfect moment. Um, well, it doesn't have to well, be perfect, would... just a, a great moment. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that happens. Uh, okay, so that was last week, probably. We went for her first dance-slash-ballet class for toddlers because she loves dancing at home. And she completely smashed it. Like they started playing music and she started moving like crazy, like dancing, <laughs> like really rocking it. Like all the other girls were like, you know, very like ballet, <laughs> kind of hopping around very like neatly and beautifully. And she was like rocking the whole place. <laughs> and she was actually dancing with a rhythm as well. Nice. So I, I thought it was so cute because she had this little tutu skirt. She normally hates wearing skirts completely but so I somehow managed <laughs> I somehow managed to put it on her and she actually kept it but because she's obsessed with this pajamas top now because it has a dog on it she ah. refused to take it off for like four days straight <laughs> so we basically we, we got there with this little doggy pajamas top the tutu wrapped over it <laughs> so she looked absolutely ridiculous all the other girls beautiful ballerina dresses uh -huh. pink and you know blue sky and like, perfect outfits and Josefina with the pajamas basically <laughs> but, she, but, she, but she absolutely rocked the place and it just made me laugh so much it was oh, so cute nice. and so full of joy mm. and everyone I sent the video to was like this absolutely made my day. This is like a pick me up video for Yay. every time you just feel down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, those moments make it all worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, all the all the moments between. Ah, oh, thank you so much for sharing so much of your story, you. Carolina. Is there anything thank else you, you think we should know before we say goodbye? Um, <laughs> that pops up one of those one of those. It doesn't make sense, but I feel I need to say it. Things. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, if you if you want to read my website in English, then it's uh, oh, actually that's quite important because my website is still on my maiden name because I just been lazy to change it to my uh, new name, to my married name. Well, definitely, so we want to hear all like how people should contact yeah. you. Definitely, let's give us that your email, yeah, so your website, your YouTube yeah, channel. Yes, so my website is. Uh, carolinadobrovska.com for the English version or uh, .cz for the Czech version. And throughout there, you will find my YouTube channel as well. Or if not, just it's my name, Carolina Kvas on YouTube. And yeah, I have a, I have an e-course uh, about tarot reading for beginners, both in Czech and English. And it's all about just playing with the cards because that's my main approach to it. I just yeah. feel like people are so intimidated by it and, you know, I feel like this is this huge, overwhelming, woo-woo, dangerous, occult thing when yeah. the way I see it is, like, it's just cards. Just play with them. Play with the images. Yeah. See how you like them, what you see in there, what it can tell you about yourself, about your situation, and just use your intuition, really. Because well, I, I feel that... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, no I, I, I. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I hate that. Go ahead. It's good. That that uh, I feel like tarot is a really good tool how to get back in touch with your intuition that sometimes mm. we feel disconnected from because this is a you you know like you just look at a picture something pops up you don't even know why so that's what you work with and that's your intuition it's easy as that. I think a big part of it, at least from my own experience, is uh, I, I also have many, many decks that people have given me and I've found. And I even had actually when couch surfing was really big, there had been a deck that I had been looking for for all around the world. I looked in Australia and France and everywhere. And then a girl came and stayed with me and she had I only had three cards from my friend's house that I had taken a picture of. She didn't even have a full deck. And then this girl had them right there. And the amaz this girl actually sent me as a gift from Canada this deck. It's called the Power Deck. But uh, I think that which deck that you choose also makes a big difference. Because the, the traditional Al Alistair Crawley, for me personally, I don't really groove with it. But I think the artwork, like you were saying, as far as the process, I think the artwork is actually really strong for a lot of people. They may only know one thing and think that's all there is, but there's so many different, I mean, people are into fairies yeah. or they're into Celtic yeah. things. Or, Unicorns. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, my favorite is the, even though I'm not, um, I'm not a follower, I do like the Osho Zen tarot card. I like, I like some of the, the way that it's done. I don't love all the artwork, but that's kind of part of the point, but I like how they make you think about the mind and the body and um, spirit in a different way and and as well as I said the power deck those cards if you haven't seen it they are stunning they're really beautifully I drawn so I think each person that's also the personal part of it you know if they are watching your e-course and then they have to also find the the cards that speak to them that they can speak through and and work with it's uh 
an important piece, at least from my own experience of the last couple yeah. of decades of playing with them. But wow. Yeah, great. that's part of the course too, how to actually find oh, good. the deck or the See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm giving away part of your course. See everybody, you need to you need to take course. <laughs> check it out. And and I've I've met people from all I've I remember coaching a CEO who I thought would never get into the intuitive spiritual listening to your body somatic tarot things and yeah. then by the end he was talking about astrology and da 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 and not because I awesome. was pushing it but because there was this sort of um yeah you realize that there's other ways of getting information and it's not being told the cards tell you this yes it can be exactly. but so much of it is about you and just like seeing signs in the world, you know, when you're walking yes. through life, we can walk side by side and we can both decide not to see anything or we can see absolutely different things. Just like when there's a people, they, they used to talk about that in um, my very logical classes in, in university, you can, 10 people can see the same thing and they all are going to describe mm -hmm. it differently. And that always fascinated yeah. me because as a child, yes. I thought there was only one mm. version of how things were. It was what I saw. <laughs> so when I saw the news, I would say, how can they say that? That's not what happened. But that's how that person saw it. And for me, that was a revelation. So I know it's the end of your day. So I, I want to give you your last writing, your two pages time and connecting with your <laughs> husband. Yeah, and, pages time. <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe we'll reconnect on another day and, and see what else is going on. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Thank you for okay, sharing your process for having me. wonderful smile and great energy and being open about your parenting reality is so vital and um, essential for all of us and, and uh, really helps the day. So thank you. Yeah, I really think that's the way forward, honestly, like just to be authentic. Like authenticity is huge for me in general. I just I love people that are authentic and I because I feel like it gives you permission to be real. Mm -hmm. yourself yeah. and yeah I think that would be much less suffering in the world if we actually <laughs> were you know full disclosure this is who I am obviously not 100% all the time because it's a hard thing to do and I, I just heard about um, radical honesty movement have you ever heard about that no I haven't uh, it's about being 100% honest in every situation in your life including like not ever telling a white lie or something like that mm -hmm. so like if somebody asks you oh how do I look in this and you <laughs> feel like they look awful and fat you just tell them <laughs> which, which which is not that type of authenticity I'm talking about but yeah no <laughs> yeah. I mean I've I've been to workshops and things in California where there, there was some of the people practicing this and I think it's it's kind of brutal I think it can definitely have a place I think on a daily life reality it could be a bit too much for most people or if you're having one of those days like you were talking about your imperfect day that could be a bit much right <laughs> on that day so but exactly. I but I like the idea of the authenticity um I think that we all including my, myself very much included you know make mistakes and can reflect back on I wish I'd done that better and right now I could do better and then it's just that even looking at it that allows us the space to to do better. So thank you, Carolina. <laughs> thank you um, so much for making the time. Well, you have a good night, and we'll talk soon. And thank you. Wish you all the best. Bye. Nice meeting you. Bye bye. Nice meeting you. Bye. bye. 
Carolina, part two. Yeah. And there was a little bit of a, <clears throat> to get started here, because our daughter wants to be closed today, so we set her up with something downstairs, and within a couple minutes, she came upstairs, and it was clear she wanted to cuddle up, and yeah. I'm in the middle of organizing here, so, you know, it's kind of tricky. And she's not little. I can't just, you know, put her on my breast and we talk. She's a kid. So you might hear her little sniffles in the background. Um, she, we've got a big pillow and a bunch of blankets and uh, llama llama uh, with Ella and some yogurt as we get started here. And that's imperfect parenting at its best. Life is not always aligned with your plans. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, in that vein of things, uh, I, I think the thing that stuck out me for me the most with this conversation was um, there were a couple of things the first was that so many of the things that she's doing uh, I had I have my own processes very slow so she was talking about the things that she's doing to um, promote and connect with people uh, to get the information that she's putting out there you know connecting with the actual people and that's been one of our challenges sometimes we have waves of people and less people and whatnot and and really just um it motivated me I realized I look back in my phone and I realized that you know I had started the YouTube channel and these things like a bunch of things before and and then actually the day I didn't realize that the uh, two hours after we talked or an hour after we talked I actually recorded those maybe 15 really? videos yeah. and it was that day I didn't really remember that it was the same day, but I think between what she was saying and seeing her own videos on YouTube and as well, uh, you know, Kathy Heller and, you know, there's been a lot of motivation out there for just do it messy or do it, you know, just do it because you got to improve at some point. You can't just mm -hmm. do everything perfectly. So I, that was one thing. The second thing was uh, how easy Carol... Carolina makes it sound to uh, adjust things to the family. Now, I'm sure there's been a process. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. But, you know, I, when I talked to her and she said, you know, okay, she adjusted the coaching to fit her intuition. I thought that's great. And then she's talking about, you know, how she's got her family and her daughter, Josefina, who uh, in order to, you know, be in the reality, she had to change her work to be, um, long distance and doing, you know, doing it in a very different way. But the, all the solutions that she's been coming up with in order to be on her path and in her purpose and at the same time, you know, be the best mom and, and partner that she can be. I think that's a struggle that so many of us have is, is balancing the things. And I think you never get it perfectly. There's a sniffling of our daughter in the background in case you're wondering what that sound is. And, uh, but she seems to have, She's found a good place, and it inspired me because it made me think differently. Mm. Uh -huh. no, no, it it definitely know? sounds very easy when she's doing it, but I think she's explaining it as well with this this um, just do what you like, and then people will follow. Yeah, and that's that's the theme that's been coming up yeah. a lot lately in our lives, and I think uh, you know there's it's not by accident that her video popped up, even though I still don't know how it happened. Uh, maybe some algorithm somewhere, but I'm very thankful for it. But yeah, it, it, there is this theme of of um, of that, and I think the other thing was as well that 
because uh, I feel like in this giving space right now, you know, we we're in transition and the reality is it's it's not really an easy time to just switch gears like we we aren't we aren't in California yet and we're not fully here yet anymore either. So it's um, our work can't just be OK. Now we have a job. It's too hard to do mm -hmm. when we're in transition and packing and this and that. So that's one thing. But it, it it's actually giving permission in a way, at least for me. Uh, to just give and not be focused on, you know, monetizing all that because I realized that that ruins so much for me in general is, is this thinking about the, how do we support ourselves? Well, the reality is that because of just the moment we can't, you know, we can't and monetize. So in a way I, I like that because then I can just slowly build at my own pace. And, and when I say build, I mean, build a community and build bridges between people and start conversations and be focused on the what I love, which is connecting and, and um, sharing information and, and growing myself and other people around, you know, kind of growing each other. And so this call felt really powerful for that reason, too. It was like that reminder of the permission, so to speak, because she also she's, you know, the conversation has been with her and some other people I've been in conversation with recently. I'm saying the word conversation a lot. Uh, has been about moving away from sponsorships. You know, here I thought in the beginning we needed to look for, for tons of sponsors and this and that. And that can be amazing when you find somebody who's a fit. Mm. I think, you know how I am. I won't even do an investment unless it hits me to the core of my values and aligns, which is really super hard because there's so many things involved in my brain and spirit. So, you know, when you find the right fit, then that's great. Uh, I think that people suffer because they sometimes take on somebody that they don't aren't aligned with it doesn't align with their values just to support themselves so in the moment we are in this flux which allows us to keep our true to our values and and that is really important and to hear someone else doing that you know for the moment that's great yeah that's i need great. i need yeah. i just need usually to hear it from other yeah. people <laughs> it's not that i'm not going to do it i will do it but it's it feels better and more solid when yeah. you know that other people are also thinking i just want to give and do what I love and um, you know mm -hmm. who knows how things will evolve but uh, yeah and just in the talking about the tarot and how she's using it and yeah and the I, courses and she just makes everything sound so easy I'm like yeah really I've been simple, working yeah. on the courses myself There's all these things in the background yeah. of my head that are moving at a snail's pace but moving forward but at a snail's pace but she just seems so courageous and action-oriented and I'm sure there's a thousand but, things on the uh, way that well, we didn't hear, but there was a couple of things I really liked what she said, and one, and I, that's why I think she's she's very pragmatic. She's when she talked about the creative process where she should write three pages a day. But that's from the but, artist way. Yeah, but then she's doing two, and that and is she so gives good. herself permission yeah, to do exactly, two and do it in the evening. And most, I love that. Most people fail when you try to be the hundred percent person. You you will inevitably fail, and then you just just give up. So that is it's better to have this eighty percent approach, just like doing it. What well, you what you can, and I think that yeah. that is applying to everything. You 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 have to do your your best, but you cannot be perfect. It's just like, and I think that I'm so glad that you hit on that because I remember that was another point that stuck out in my mind, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's exactly what you said. A lot of people get really stuck there. I get stuck there. Uh, even right now, I'm going crazy because I just I want everything to be done yesterday, <laughs> you know, and, and, and when someone gives you goals or, you know, you have something that you're following, 
and you can't do it, then you end up feeling it becomes this ripple effect in a not so great way sometimes where you feel bad because you didn't do the three pages. So you do two and then you do one and then you feel behind. You haven't given you yourself behind permission also, uh, to do what you can actually do and then you're overachieve. So, and you're and, so focused <gasps> on the outcome rather oh, than the process. Exactly. And mm. it's that, you know, here mm. we just watched a Peaceful Warrior again yeah. the other day. Exactly, yeah. And uh, that's another discussion maybe for another day, but maybe not. Uh, but it's that coming back to it's the journey, not the destination. You know, he hands yeah. him that rock and not even a nice rock, you know, here you go. What? That's it? You know, it's the view? What is it? Oh, it was the journey? What? You know, but that, you know, you hear it over and over again. It's become almost cliche, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, it's true. I mean, the joy is, you know, all the connections with the people and your aha moments for yourself. And, and, you know. I was talking about that as well with the kids that they have the inspiration in the moment and that they are really in the moment. You're both touching on, on. well, yeah, I think that definitely for somebody it I just met, about, I felt there was so much alignment yeah, and, yeah. you know. And, and so, something else yeah. really important or interesting she, she said is I am in a lot of Facebook groups and the tune is kind of harsh out there sometimes. She said something that people can have an opinion without being experts and that is so important in today's world. You can really know a lot about a subject without being uh, having the right degrees or diplomas or... Uh, and that's why, it, and th- that is fantastic in this um, this age now that you can just put out things and and reach out to people without being a formal expert. And I know so many people who have been stuck on that. I I think people have been annoyed with me in the past because I I I value the person more than the letters after their name, and I know that in certain circles that those letters are super important. People have worked really hard for them you know, yeah. PhD or doctor in the front before and after. I That's never mattered to me as much as do I feel in my heart, in my gut, in my intuition that, that there's something there. I connect with you myself. And so I, it's great that she's putting that reminder out there. And, you know, it's one of the things that even on our website that I, I incorporated in the last few months as well, which is, you know, that we are all experts for one another. Mm. And to remember that, because so many times when I approach people to be on the show, if I, you know, if I meet somebody and I think, oh, I want you to be on our podcast, and they're like, I have nothing to say. And I said, no one has nothing to say. Oh, but, you know, I'm not a, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What, and then, then that inevitably is the person who, whose story unfolds and you just, your jaw is dropping because there's so much there. Because everybody has something. Even if a life seems boring, there's something, there's gold in every life. So... Um, and it doesn't all have to be shiny and beautiful either. That's also important. That expertise you're, you, we've all lived, we've experienced something, and that's of value to someone else who needs to hear that it's needs to hear that it's uh, they're not alone. Or you know, oh, okay, you know, yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that before. You know, there's a slight twist to it. So definitely, and it's funny because just last night. I was in a webinar with Kathy Heller again, and she's talking about imposter syndrome, and that she talks to all these people who, you know, big names, <laughs> you know, the guy who started Starbucks, and you know, Emily McDowell, and like all these huge people who are doing big things out in the world, and everybody would see that person is an expert in this, and this person an expert in that, and everybody has this imposter syndrome or this feeling that, well, I can never be 100% sure that I'm 100% right and an expert. And therefore, you, 
even these people who you expect to not feel that way feel they're not an expert. So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if we just all gave ourselves permission to just do and be and, and say what we're passionate about and let that be enough? And how much could we really accomplish and, and how much could we connect with others and if we just gave ourselves that permission? Is really strong so it's funny I, I you know all the things that you're bringing up you know have been coming up in the last days so there's obviously right. a reason it's not for nothing well one last thing I, I picked up on was this um, white lies uh, or not and I, I, I think, oh uh, this uh, which he was talking <laughs> about the brutal honesty or yeah, whatever yeah, it brutal was honesty, exactly. yeah. I, 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 think <laughs> I did that with David I think once it, we went through some it seminar would I be was a, would be a terrible too hard to live in if, if everybody were brutally honest all the time I think oh, we, yeah. And even my people ask. Intention is great, even my people ask for it, they don't really want to hear it. So. Oh yeah, well. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even even when I I also want to hear things. You know, it's so hard. Like we we have this whole thing. If you say A, you have to say B. Like one of us will say something, and we have to. Yes, honey, bunny. Oh, I'm sorry. You have to smush it in a little bit. Okay, just smush it in a little bit. Oh, hold on a second. Yep, we're going to wrap this up. Um, just a second now. Can you hold on just a sec, babes? Yep, I'll be with you in one second. We're just going to say goodbye soon. Um, I have no idea what I was just saying because I got interrupted, which is imperfect parenting. But I will say that uh, we all... <laughs> We're falling down around me because there's organization everywhere. I will just say that we basically have to uh, be kind to one another. And even when we want to hear something really think about what we ask for sometimes uh we have to think about how do you how do i feel today do i really want to hear something that might not bring me joy and sometimes it's okay to say not today thanks mm -hmm. and i think that's also important is even when you want to know you know it's important to assess and uh, because we we talk a lot about haters and whatnot in my coaching circle you know, how to, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you and that's fine. You know, not everybody loves, you know, plums and sushi and whatever, you know, people have different things that they like and, and we need to just go, okay, that's fine. Rather than taking it into our souls that we have to do something about it. We can't change people and essentially we are who we are. So, uh, yeah, but I really enjoyed meeting Carolina and the second half is much longer than the first because we were trying to find where the break was in the conversation, and but there's a lot of juice here. So I hope those of you who are listening can be reminded to give yourself to permission to take action, to uh, evolve and adjust your dreams and your creative projects and your work to what is happening in your life in the moment and let that be okay. Uh, so that you can keep moving forward and be on your purpose and path. Yeah, yeah. that's what I have to say. Have an imperfect day. Yeah, and join our Facebook group. Let's keep this conversation going and, and come join our live event that will be coming soon. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Parenting and our Imperfect Podcast. For show notes, links to things we discussed, our blog, and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net.
We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world, keep having a wonderfully imperfect day.